0: And it's also easy to visit YouBreakiFix.com forward slash franchising
1: and learn more about your big break at your very own UBreak iFix. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA, 844 759 7732. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast
2: i no.
0: Is going on, D-Gen Nation. Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the Northern Trust Open. The playoffs are here, baby. Can't wait. As usual, I am here with my partner in crime, the Canadian Pitbull, Tyler Tambolin. Tyler, how are you doing this week?
2: Doing good, Kenny. Playoffs. We're finally here, man. It's been a crazy year, crazy season. We got in and out, everything. But before we get into it, I want to quickly remind everyone this podcast is sponsored and brought to you by rotogrinders.com. You can head on over to rotogrinders.com slash D Gen, D E G E N, and get 10 bucks off your first month or 50 bucks off for your first year. Everything here is presented for you guys by Roto Grinders with the Fantasy Golf Journalist podcast. So check that out. We'll talk about it more at the end of the show, what you can find over there, what I'm doing, everything. I'm just trying to get all my stuff in line here, Kenny, but maybe I'll throw it off a little bit by Jimmy Herman, 500 to 1, <laughs> 600 to 1 dog, comes and just steals this thing away. What do you think of that? Yeah, that guy, I mean, like, it was amazing. Like, he came up that little.
0: He looked like he was not nervous at all on the golf course. Like, you know until, what I'm saying? Like, until. Like, like, yeah, I know. I, I, well, he had that drive on 18, that low stinger beauty that was just, you yeah. know, of course, rolled down the fairway, picks up his tee immediately with all the swag in the world, and then he gets to the clubhouse and is waiting it out and looks like a fucking dumbass. Looks like he doesn't, he's so nervous <laughs> at that so fucking bad. point in time. It, it's weird. I mean, but, I mean, that's time to be nervous. Better to be nervous then than it is on the 18th hole, you know, when, yeah. when you're doing your thing. Uh, I mean, pretty incredible by him. I mean, like, no top 25s in forever except for two inches. You know, I mean, like, in the last year. Plus, like, he, he misses all these cuts, can't get a top 25. The thing is, this happens a lot more rarely nowadays. Um, I think I, Michael Kim is one that comes to mind. Michael Thompson a few weeks ago comes to mind. Jim Harmon, but you're only going to get about five of these a year. Tops, you know, maybe 10%. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and before, you know, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, more than that, um, you know, you saw this, I'd say a little bit more often where these guys just come out of nowhere. I mean, you saw John Daly win a, a major at like what? That's the ninth alternate and stuff like that. I mean, I think it shows because the talent level is so high nowadays, it's a lot harder. For for I think these guys like a Jim Herman, like a Michael Thompson, like a Mike Kim, you know, to go in there and, and, and do their thing. I mean, I know Sung Kang won, but he was like top 100 in the world at that time. I and mean, there are different different guys, but I mean, like to be like four, five hundred to one, three hundred to one, and above, or something like that. It, it's not doesn't happen <laughs> that often, you know. And that's why I bet uh, <laughs> a little bit shorter odds. But I mean, what what a tournament by him. Billy Hill sort of blew it, sort of blew it. Uh, At the end, uh, Siwoo definitely blew it. What he did on five and six really put him back. And, like, it really sucked because at that point in time, I was, like, 45th, 40th in a GPP. And then, you know, I dropped, like, 250th after those two holes, you know, because of him. uh, I got back up a little bit, but I still didn't even crack the top 100 in that. So I was hoping for a Sunday sweat, and that didn't happen. Uh, Webb did his thing again. I mean, I, I, I think it doesn't matter what web's ownership is at the window. You just got to play him. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I think you just have to play him. third place. I think top five in drafting points. I mean, I think it paid off. Um, what did you think of the tournament?
2: It was good. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of jokes go around with the Jim Jim Herman is a must bet at 500 to one because I he'll can't. definitely make you profit. He wins at least once every, you know, two, three years, and that's not enough events. So you got to put a, a dollar on him every time you can get, Profitable with Jim Herman, man. It's yeah. just never ending. Uh, you know, like you said, he had the, th- what was it, like the 34 foot, back to your apex height stinger nah, that he, that that he was shot so out there. Sick, that, that shot it was, was crazy. So sick, it was, like you said, no nerves, yeah. closed it down, had his khakis on, the pleats, everything was good to go. So, I mean, Jimmy Herman winning is always going to be a joke. I, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, one interesting factor for me was the Billy Ho situation, because we've seen, you know, I've talked about it a few times, you know, at the Waste Management he just berates the fans on Twitter. Pretty much everyone's blocked by him because they go at him and say one little thing and he freaks out and goes back or just blocks them completely. But man, he looked like a pretty good guy down the stretch. You know, he was complimenting Doc Redman on his shots. Yeah. Like it seemed very, you know, con- very legit. Like it was, it was meaningful. It wasn't just, you know, half ass or anything. And then uh, at the end to come by and just say awesome job to Jimmy Herman. Like it wasn't, it was, didn't look fake to me. So kind of good to I see. Heard, I mean, yeah. he, from he what that's he like, normal. For him, from what I've heard, that's I've normal. heard it multiple ways exactly. And then I've seen live, and I just don't know why. Maybe he just loves that i mean, I've heard for it winning, to fans, but he sucks. He can be a dick. With the fans, when, when, yeah, yeah that's when the fans he could be a dick, but like when it comes to people he's playing with,
0: I've heard he's very, very respectful. Uh, I've yeah. heard that before, and it's nice to see. You know, we don't see him too much, but he's not near the top of the leaderboards that often. You know, you don't get to see every holy place plays like you did this past week, and you saw Wade, and it was nice to see after you know a month and a half of. Brooks the bully, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely a nice little change of pace where they were respecting their teammate, their guys a little bit more. Now, I'm sort of on the fence on both sides of that. I don't want him to go to Brooks' length, but you know, you know what Tiger did back in the day. But I, I think it was just nice to see after what Brooks did. Brooks I mean, is done, this and, stuff
2: in the past with like Rory and talking about the fist bumps up ahead, and that really gets him motivated. to like, Come on, we're here to win a tournament. Like, everyone turns it on and off, it seems. But I, I did like that, and I know why he was choking. You know, Jimmy Herman was choking on the bottle cap because when you see Billy Ho work that five minute process over top of every putt, like, how does he miss that putt? It's it's 17, like King won, yeah, yeah, it's like King it's just <laughs> crazy, man. Like, it's, it's like on.
0: the way he the way his feet shuffle, it's like Keegan Bradley is setting up for an approach shot, except he doesn't have putts. But the thing is. He's a great putter, and Keegan's yeah. a great ball striker. You know, I mean, so so I guess it works for them. Uh, You know, it just looks fucking funny. Uh, You and, know, it looks and, like and it
2: takes forever. Like I thought he's drained it for sure, but uh, uh, other than that, I mean, I thought it was a great week. Redmond up there was awesome to see. Sort of a conviction play that we were on. It was a it was a close week for me. I had a couple ins and outs. I started the the week really hot uh, on for, on Thursday, but then just sort of fizzled out, and then obviously you know my two. Two of my favorite plays last week were Moore and Glover and them not making the cut. One bogeyed, one double bogey, both on 18 to miss the cut. I mean, that's pretty much as bad as you can run in that spot. And it hurt a lot of people, and I know it. So see what people do with them this week, and we'll get into it. But, yeah, like you mentioned, the Siwoo Kim thing hurt a little just because I was rooting for the guy. You know, it's nice to see him when he's playing well and he's up there. And it reminded me of kind of like uh, Benny On, where, you, you know, Siwoo – remember Benny On when Snedeker won that year and he had that one bad drive near the end and kind of blew it? The reason it made me think of it is because C. Wu was dialed in. If you were looking at the stats for showdown and all weekend long, it was just a weekend that you just thought was going to be his. He had everything under control. He was, uh, I think, second tee to green and then first in every other major stat as far as uh, ball striking goes going into Sunday. And I thought, like, yeah, he could lose it here, but I also think he could close it out. He just dialed in. that The day he had the hole-in-one and then the, the second one, almost Brian Harmer it to, like, 18 inches. He was really dialed in for the week, man. I thought it was going to go his way. Uh, Didn't work out, but it was good to see still him up there. And then some of the other guys, Varner, you know, we'll talk about him this week going through the mix. ZJ, a lot of guys getting back into it. And then, of course, our boy, the other villain, uh, Patrick Reed. He was right up in the mix as well, Kenny had a good Sunday too. Yeah, I mean, you look at Siwoo, last four
0: weeks, five strokes gain on approach, two strokes gain, four strokes gain, 6.6 strokes gain last week at the win. And the dude is – He's throwing darts out there, almost two whole ones in one day. Pretty impressive stuff by this guy. And you, the one thing about him is you never really see consistency with him. Maybe he's found it. You know, you got to remember, he's like 24? Yep. Yeah, he's younger. He's under 25. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, it feels like he's been around forever. I think maybe he's 25 or 26. But And the one knock on him is he just pops up out of nowhere. Uh, he lacks the consistency to. Typically. Abuse. Typically. Yeah, typically. But, now,
2: but this has been something new, right? To yeah. See yeah, so, yeah. Um, got, got to tell you, got to ask you, too, my, my Korean brethren here. Uh, another young Korean jumped back into the mix this week after he'd been failing people for so long since the restart. Our, our boy Sung Jae got yeah. back in the mix on Sunday. That's a, a topic of note here as well. So, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, the thing is, he's played well. This is the first time he's gained more than, you know, one and a half
0: strokes with his approaches in like. Since the since the restart, he hasn't gained more than one and a half strokes with his approaches since the restart. And prior to the restart, he did it what, three weeks in a row or some shit like that. Uh so it was nice to see. Um, we'll see if it keeps going with him because he did a lot of his damage off the tee uh, this past week, almost gaining five strokes off the tee. And you know that's predominantly has been his, one of his strengths. You know, he, he's sort of accurate and long-ish, not long, but long enough. Uh, and so, you know, that, so he usually gains his stuff off the tee. If he can get his approach game going again, I mean, he, he can go back to how he was, you know, uh, early in the spring when he won Honda, uh, you know, gaining, what, six and a half strokes with those approaches almost uh, at the Honda for his win, gaining 12 and a half strokes tee to tee the green that week. So, so we'll see how that goes. For me personally, it was sort of a heartbreaking week because I had Kisner uh outright i had doc out right they both had chances going in Uh, i had armor as my favorite bet top 20 um plus 500 and he shot 15 under in the last three rounds but shot three over uh, i think uh in the first rounds. just shoot even par goddammit, in the first round and uh you know he, he cracks the top 20 so that was heartbreaking also i've been tinkering too much at the end especially with my cash games uh my cash lineup like, the last two weeks have really bit me in the ass. Like, I went from Danny McCarthy, who just won fucking ham, and the thing about him going ham is, you know, he gained all his strokes. He was, like, first. He's the best putter on the PGA Tour, okay? He's first in strokes game putting for the last couple of years. But last week, the guy was first in strokes gained approach uh, for the week, I think, like, right up there. In stro- he gained seven strokes in his approaches. Uh, still gained four strokes putting, uh, and, he, and he still only finished ninth, which is which that sucks. I, uh, but I went from Denny to Bryce Garnett. Don't fucking ask me why. I was hammered. I was like, I don't think Denny can do this again. It's been all putter. And then I've, afterwards, I was like, it's always all putter with him. What the fuck were you thinking? You know, so uh, too much fucking tinkering. That cost me because I went three of six. If I rostered Denny, I would have cashed at four of six. And then the week before, uh, I pivoted from – Woodland to Fitzpatrick. Uh, I was off the, 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 the PG championship. I was off by like five to 15 points in double ups. I just keep it with Woodland and I I win again. So I'm not going to tinker anymore. My cash lineup is made. I am not fucking around with it. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm sticking with it. No Wednesday night getting drunk, tinkering no more. I'll text no you. more, no more, no more. All right. So, um, I sort of lost my train of thought. Listener League. You know, yes. I don't even have it up yet because I was so I- into not tinkering anymore, and that should piss me off so much. But the Listener League winner this past week, Strumpy. No avatar. Strumpfy. Well, I sure like that name. We had Webb Simpson. We, I should have rostered. Didn't roster him, of course. Went Brooks. Another fucking idiotic call. Fucking stupid. Anyways, um, Web Webb Simpson. owned in the Listener League, 116 points. Of course, he finished third. Uh, Billy Ho came in second, 20.1% owned, solid. Uh, Fratelli, who I liked last week a lot. Um, He was 12% owned, 93 points, top 20 for him. (coughs) Um, We had Doc, who was one of my favorite plays last week. 114 points, 114.5 points, finished in third, 13.95% on. Scott Stallings, 76 points, 42nd place, 4.32% on. And the man had Denny, 4.77% on, 117 points, finished ninth. I'm jealous, Strumpy. What did you think of Alana?
2: I love it. I like the build of it, for sure. It's uh, sort of the same classic look that we're always looking at here. You know, a couple guys over 20% of Billy Ho and Webb Simpson, Uh, fratelli and doc right in the middle but you were just taking them where they'd come in that you knew they weren't hitting you know 15 plus 20 plus maybe but at the same time they were going to be owned so they were fine and then getting unique with the last couple spots right two guys that happen to be under five percent doesn't necessarily need to be that but i just think it's a a good overall build structure as far as construction goes the lineups are interesting i do a, a show on roto grinders each week on monday where i look at the reviews and Webb, surprisingly as good as he did actually wasn't necessary at the top, and just using Strumpy's lineup for a second, you drop 500 bucks down to Reed, who was only about 10 DK points less than Webb, would give him 500 bucks more to Stallings to get up to Harold Varner and, and add like 35 points to the lineup and, and blow it even further out. So, uh, excellent lineup, but it was just funny. It was just crazy to see, I guess, when you think about Webb and how well he did and how he just destroys this place and the ownership and everything that goes with it, and you could still get there with some other builds with so, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things, right? When you got a birdie fest like this and it's kind of anything goes lot, lots can happen. So I think that was, uh, you know, again, an, another thing to notice and point out, but overall very strong build, excellent build. We, we got Strumpy. I got him set up on his one month, free rotor grinders. He's in our Lister league finale. And I do have some news on that, Kenny. So i drop it here now. Um, it's going to be at the U S open. We've done some discussion. Basically for those of you that don't know, it's everyone that's joined our Lister league all year long and won it. All those winners are going to be combined into like a final, almost like a live final where we're going to have a certain amount of prizes up top, still finalizing on what those will be, but they'll be good. And what's going to happen is you're going to play down what we're going to decide based on how many people end up being in it, but we're going to run it. I don't have the exact number in front of me for the U S open every tournament up until then each week, you will still qualify to get into that. You'll still get your free month of Roto-Grinders up till then, but we'll see what those prizes will be. We'll let you guys know, but I did want to give you that news now so you know what to expect. For those of you that have been fortunate enough to win it in the past or want to win it going forward, the league came out a little bit late last week. Unfortunately, Kenny and I don't have full control over that. DraftKings gets the league approved. It's all guaranteed and everything for that reason. So they took a little bit of a hit on it, which we want to say we're sorry for, but we tried, right? So they're they're good about it this week. They're going to get it out to me right away, and you guys should see it, and and it should already come out well before you're listening to this. So appreciate all the support and look forward to that going forward. Get in on the Listener League, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. Do all
0: that shit, you will help us the fuck out. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so let's get to this week. Uh, TPC Boston. Uh, you know, which hosted the Deutsche Bank and Dell Technologies Championship from 2003 to 2018 is an Arnold Palmer course that was redesigned by Gil Hans in 2007. And is situated in Norton, Massachusetts, it is uh, the top 125 in a FedEx Cup. I'm pretty sure it's still top 65 and ties for the cut. So I'm not 100 percent sure but I'm pretty sure because only the top 70 make it to next week's BMW. And I think they're just going to keep it with the point system and keep it with top 65 and ties. If that's wrong, I'll make sure I let everyone know on my Twitter page at Kendo VT. Now the 7,300 plus yard par 71 course has three par fives and four par threes. Two of the par fives are relatively short and should be reachable by every golfer in the field. The 18th hole, is one of those reachable par fives, which lead to an exciting finish come Monday. There is also a 350-yard drivable par four. Used to be a 290-yard drivable par four, but they definitely jacked it up a little bit. So only drivable for a few, but it, it's there. It's possible. It depends where they put the tee box uh, for that hole. uh, Now, off the tee, golfers will see wide tree-lined fairways with fairy bunkers and chocolate-drop mounds lining the edges of the fairways if golfers miss. Uh, These mounds replace quite...
1: Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. A few
0: ferry bunkers and are bulging around mounds with extra tall grass on them. These, these mounds are added by Gilhance, and though they don't look that menacing off the tee, you know, they could be some trouble if golfers, uh, if their golfers put their balls in them. That sounded really funny. The rough around the fairway could get to as high as you know three inches or so, uh, but it's not crazy thick uh, like last week. It wasn't the rough wasn't that tall, but it was a lot thicker than I remember it from before. I, maybe because of all the wet weather or something, but you probably won't have to worry about that, that this week because it's been pretty fucking dry in the Boston area here recently. Uh, now with these possible dry conditions, um, you know it is possible that holding these greens out of the rough could be a bit more difficult, but with so many golfers bombing it off the tee, many will have short iron in hand on approaches. The fairways are easy to hit, uh, 66% uh, for, you know, for, from like 2003 to 2018. But if golfers miss wildly, they will have to deal with trees and waist high fescue on some misses. On approach shots, golfers will see average-sized bent grass greens with plenty of bunkers and water on a few holes. Some of the greens will be elevated, and they should play fairly firm and fast, you know, weather dependent, with a stip a rating of around 12. Some greens are multi-tiered with a good amount of slope, but the majority of the greens will be fairly flat with just a little bit of undulation. They are, the greens are easy to hit as 66% of approaches find the putty surface. Uh, the course definitely played harder, you know, from like 2016, 2018, um, due to the windy dry conditions, but the windy score has been as high as minus 22 in past. Remember, uh, they did not play here last year. So, if you're looking at course history, start you know go from 2018 and before. Uh, you know, with the dry conditions but light wind, uh, I can see the winning score this week still being in the high teens under par. Just a couple of interesting trends uh, before we get into what Tambo looking for this week. Um, you know, every winner here since 2007 has been in the top 45 in strokes gained tee to green, and seven of those 12 winners were inside the top three and strokes gained T to green for the year they won. Uh, nearly 35% of all golfers finishing in the top three here since 2007 were inside the top 15 in strokes gained approach for that year. Uh, we're looking at uh, how many of this? Every single winner of this event, Since the course redesign in 2007 has been inside the top 25 in par four, par five, sorry, par five scoring for the year they won. And nine of the last 12 winners were inside the top six. Um, One more. Five of the last six winners were inside the top 20 in proximity from 200 plus yards uh, the year they won. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week?
2: Yeah, the first trend you had was pretty much bang on where I'm at with Tita Green approach. Always, you know, just all, all around. This is the playoffs now. This is the time, right? There's big, big money on the line. Uh, we joke about these FedEx Cup rankings and points all year long when they're showing it like two weeks in. Look who's the the top of the board of the FedEx Cup leaderboard. Who who gives a shit? We're months out. You're, you know, it feels like a year out still. But now's the crunch time. Now's when it matters. So the all around golfers, Tita Green approach, you talked about, maybe a little bit of length, par five scoring can come in handy. But like you say, you're looking at. 2018 the last time they played here you got you know cam smith ct pan emiliano grillo like there's guys atop the leaderboard that can get there just by playing some great golf and doesn't always need to just be a a bomber's paradise or anything like that so i'm i'm with the you know overall almost like a major right the strength of field is there Uh, as far as the cut goes you know looking it up in the meantime while you're running through some stuff there kenny looks like top 65 and ties uh, last cut event of the year right obviously after this we're going to go down to the final 70 that rate bit out the best as far as the point system's concerned, but they won't have any cut at that event. Obviously in the last event with 30 at Eastlake, you won't see that as well. So uh, really the last main event as far as what we got coming. And then just because of the restart, like I said, a lot of excitement for what's ahead with the playoffs, you know, six more majors, all these things that we've got coming up, but this will be a good one, man. There's still uh, enough names in the field and it's a strong field with a little bit softer price. I'm going to get to that in a second for as far as DraftKings goes, but I think that when you look at it, it's not like, uh, you know, it's the opposite. It's, you go to a U.S. Open, which I'm, we're talking about a lot here today, where you've got a lot of AMs and qualifiers and all this stuff in the bottom. You don't really have that here, right? You've got a lot of good names. These are the top 125 for a reason. You may not remember some of them because it's from so long ago at the start of the year where they garnished all their points from. But it's still important, and it just makes her pretty much every lineup looking good. So when it comes down to it, you know, talking about pivots and things like that, when there's any reduced field like this, I don't really go through directly, but I'll still be going through in the ranges of sort of what you could do and what I see as a first look. All right. sounds
0: good, my friend. Let's go into these tiers. We got on the top, John Rom,
2: all the way up to Justin Thomas. How are you going this week? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't just combine it to the 11k range cuz that'd make it a lot tougher just JT and Bryson there. Uh certainly like uh, both at the top if you want to get there. I just mentioned you know, all the names in the 6k range. So if you actually look this week there is I believe it's uh 67 out of 125 golfers in the field are 6.9k or below. That's so if a, you a, want That's a less percentage than normal. in a regular is. Event. like I said some of the weeks like people have, haven't been paying attention to it it's been, there's been like like Last 95. week, I think it was 96 or 95 yeah, or something yeah, yeah. of the total. So yeah. yeah, that that's the, you know, one point I would say, but at the same time, you don't really see a lot of these guys come through that often, right? It's really tough just to pick the one. That's why a Jim Herman was 0.6% owned or 0.1% owned, sorry, at at sixty one hundred or whatever he was just too hard to find the gem in the rough. And then on top of that factor, you then got to find the other five to go with it, almost like a 16 parlay to get to the top of the board. So, um, you know, one quick shout out too. We got to talk about our boy Joe because uh, I forgot to mention this. But Joe, when we were doing the, it had nothing to do with the Lister League, but it just made me think of it. Uh, at tour Picks on Twitter, gotta give yeah, him good a good guy. He started okay. the DFS Open exactly him yeah. and Bearoff put it together gups corner was involved it was an awesome event everybody went down a lot of fun uh, to just see everybody from around the the whatever you want to call it, the dfs industry especially in the golf segment or factors of all the different sites a lot of people were down there it was an incredible time and joe really him and Bearoff played the big part in organizing everything like i said gups corner put in and sponsored but i thought it was amazing to see uh him yesterday get the win go on live after i don't even think he knew on live i let him know he didn't you know, he's like, I think I got third. What is it over? He said, like, he wasn't quite sure. He was outside. And yeah, the Rob. He was remodeling bogey- his bathroom. Yes, Rem- right. Remodeling
0: his bathroom. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, yes. I-, I didn't get a chance to follow up today. You know, I reached out, said congrats. Obviously talked to him. I know, you know, time with his family. That'd be a huge, life-changing moment. $112,500 yeah. $1 for a that's T2. A my- the yeah. Rob Oppenheim bogey got him the T2. It wasn't a duped lineup, why he tied. It was the, just the way the points worked out. But, yeah, he, he thought he would probably won third for 75K, which is already a sick day. That's incredible. But then to go see him hit that. So really big shout-out for Joe. Awesome dude. Incredible. Uh, you know, can't wait till the DFS Open 2021. Can't keep Kenny away from the clubs, though, man. You, yeah, you need and, uh, to save that money, Joe. Joe, you're taking me to the strip club this time
0: with that dough, dog. You know, <laughs> he, he's, he, he sort of reminds me of Joel Kinnaman. You know, Joel Kinnaman, he's in, like, uh, Altered Carbon – and the RoboCop yeah. movie and the new one. Yeah. He sort of looks like that, dude. He sort of looks like him. But congrats to Joe. Uh, big win for him. It's nice to see somebody else in the industry, uh, you know, get those big wins and stuff like that. So uh, that was that was big for him. It's just the guys that we know and that we're friendly with. So that was nice, real nice. But let's get to these tiers, Tambo. Uh, where are you going?
2: Yeah, so back to it. Um, like I said, so you can, you can play those guys up top. But for me, I still kind of like a little bit more balanced approach. I like Rory. I like Rom. The, the interesting spot for me is, is DJ because really, I don't know what people are going to do with him, but he feels like a good pivot because you've got, I didn't even mention Kawa, but we'll talk about that in a second. But you got Rory and Rom, who I think are always popular no matter what, especially when they're at a discounted price. And I think the natural right out of the gate pivot that people want to say is, okay, if that's going to be the case, I'll just hop up to JT or Bryson and get one of the best golfers in the world right now or, or best in the field. But these other guys below are still really good. Obviously, there's going to be sticker shock with a guy like Morikawa. Think about DJ is just he always has the upside. And the PGA Championship was, like, literally a few bad holes. Everyone wanted to rag on him. You, you should have, you know, there was articles about it even. Stick to the Brooks Koepka articles for the guy that couldn't even beat the, you now Jim Herman who comes out and wins this thing, which I thought was hilarious. The only guy that was worse than Brooks at, in round four at the PGA Championship was Herman and then comes back to win. Uh, you know, on a regular season, regular tour event that, Bryce, you know, Brooks Kepka can't seem to do. So shade thrown there. But I think, yeah, Rory, Rom, DJ, I wanted to get your thought. JT, if I had to go up top, if we're using a guy, but like I said, I'm going to stick to the guys below mostly. Um, mm-hmm. Where are you at here with Morikow with the sticker shock at 10.2K? I, I like I, – I,
0: at the bottom four, I'm playing one of those guys. So I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know about Morikow just coming off the PGA, but he seems like he's mature enough where – It wouldn't faze him. It might even boost his confidence. Um, So I'm thinking more and DJ on those, but they're not my favorite plays. My favorite plays are the two up top, but I'm going to change things up a little bit. Uh, My first cash game cornerstone, I've been doing this here recently, uh, is Bryson DeChambeau. Um, You know, just his length, you know, the reachable par four, the three par fives that he's going to play and have eight iron into, you know, if he hits the fairway. He's going to have eight iron, Seven iron, maybe even you know, it depends how much roll he can get. He could have wedge into some of these, into these par fives, and there's 12 of them. You know, it's a par 71. Um, there's so many opportunities at this course to go break out that big dog. And I know he's not that great from with his wedges, but here's the thing like, when you look at like stroke scheme approach, like, if he's hitting a wedge from 125 from the middle of the fairway, and the average you know, the length of the average golfer is 15 feet from 100 to 125, and he hits it 18-20. He's losing a good amount of, like, you know, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4 strokes on that approach. And the thing is, he's such a good putter that, I mean, I'd rather him hit a, you know, an 18-foot putt than Benny on a 13-foot putt, a 12-foot putt. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's five foot difference and he's losing probably almost a stroke with his approaches to Benny on that wedge shot. So, I, you know, so you got to be careful when you look at those strokes, gained approaches. Yes, he hasn't been that great with his approaches. Yes, that's true. But, you know, with his wedges, his misses are maybe five feet worse, six feet worse than the average golfer. But he's such a good putter that he can drain those putts. More frequently than, you know, a shitty putter could drain something for 13 feet. So that, you know, and his length is there. Par 5 scoring is there. Really good. There's four par 4s from 450 to 500 yards. Really, really strong there. He's Okay, here's the thing about his par 4 scoring. There's 11 par 4s here in his last 36 rounds, okay? This is probably uh, from the restart. Right around from the restart. He's first in par 4 efficiency from 400 to 450. Third. In par four efficiency from 450 to 500 yards. Okay, so there's eight par fours in that range. Then you throw in the three par fives, which he's gonna have an advantage, and you throw in the 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 uh, the, the drivable par four. He's like number one stat wise on like 12 holes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm i and the thing is why I'm going him in cash. Like I've been struggling in cash. There's no doubt. I've been using my my cash lineups my cash game cornerstones. It's been a struggle. And I think a lot of that has to do with, it's been so difficult to get six to six through in cash. I think in seven of the nine events with a cut this season, um, it's been less than 6% in double ups, less than 6%. It's been extremely difficult. and, And I think PGA DFSers have gotten better too. So you're competing against a higher level of competition and it's harder to get six to six. So, upside i think has become a little bit more important you need people especially in the higher price ranges that you think can win in a 9k range the high the higher 8k range you know a 10k range that you think will win okay and and once you get to like the 7k range and the 6k range okay well then maybe you go a little bit safer with with, with some with some cut makers but those so that's the way i'm going to go about cash from now on with this top 65, at least for a little while, unless I keep fucking up and then I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Uh, but last <laughs> week I went, three, I went three or four last week. Uh, you know, for the PGA, I think I went four or four. Um, the week before was a WGC event. I went four or four, but, like, everyone finished in the top 15. So it's not been that bad, but I have been rostering higher-priced golfers. And last week I didn't go into the 10K range. just like, the first time in the, last, in, in, in the last couple of weeks. I went with Justin Rose, which I don't know what the fuck he did last week. But, you know, that bit me. Everybody else made the cut. It was great. Kisser finished third. I had that upside. So this is what I'm going to do now. And that's why I like Bryson so much. And that's why I'm going to go with Bryson as my first cash game. Cornerstone. JT's my GP play. He's the guy I'm going to play up top. And so you guys know I'll be lighter on Bryson because he's in cash, my cash lineup. I'll be heavy on Justin Thomas in GPPs. Uh, Tambo, take us to this 9 game range, unless you want to talk about what I just talked about. since it was a big rant.
2: It was a good rant. I think it's important. We're going to, like I said, there's, uh, you know, 67 guys at the bottom, but I don't have very many to talk about, maybe five to 10. So uh, we could spend some time. I just, my only word, you almost sold me on Bryson right there. It was a good rant. It it was solid. The, The thing I have a problem with is like what you described as the reason why, and I'm not saying this completely, everyone take this out of context, but you described like the same reason why I shouldn't, why I shouldn't have faded him. At the Rocket Mortgage, right? There's just too much upside. There's too much ability. The course suits him. Everything's all there. Blah 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 blah. It all made sense, right? You got all these opportunities to score. He's, he's, won, here. Na- he's won, he won here. He's one here. last time out, 2018. Yep. He went. He was won, won three events out of five back mm-hmm. then. He went back to back. This was started the run. Won another couple sevenths or seventeenths or something. And then from there, you got another win. But the only thing I'll say about the, the, you know, that gives gives me a little bit of worry is that everything you described about that that reminds me of the Rocket Mortgage also reminded me that. That field was like him competing against Kisner, Wolf, Danny Willett, and Ryan Armour. This is like everybody in the world up here. What did he finish in the PGA Championship? championship. He finished, what, third? Fourth?
0: Fourth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the better fields we see every year. Uh, Only, you know, he beat 152 other golfers that week, you know.
2: And he was 10-3 at that event. I remember it perfectly. I'm saying, but a 9K, 8.6K guy, DJ and cow passed him. He still True. was required for the lineup. I did the work. I'm saying, but my point is also nobody in that range showed up. So that's, it's shitty. It's the way it goes and that's the luck involved in it. And you got to stick by your ground. So I'm with you. Uh, like I said, you pretty much uh, almost sold me, but that's the only thing that still leaves me wondering. And I like JT. Um, the one thing I was going to say to round out that range, the only reason I brought up the Kawa thing to begin with was I will watch ownership this week for sure when you've got a little bit smaller field. I, I watch it every week, but I'm saying it's not always what everybody thinks. There's ways you can construct your lineup tonight even have to worry about it at all if you're building correctly. I mean, it's not, a guy can win that's 50% owned, even if he is. Webb was involved last week heavily at 36%. You could still get him in there and make it happen. My point was more, he wasn't necessary completely for the you know the main lineups that were winning GPPs that I dissected today. But to end rant on this range, I would just say that if Cowan really is going to come in at like five to 10% because nobody wants him, uh, keep in mind, to your point, Kenny, you know, the maturity level, forget that. Talk about facts. Almost won the Schwab, won against JT at the workday, won the PGA. This guy can continue to go. It's it's already been shown. Talk about guys that can go on runs like Bryson. It looks like Kawa can do the same. He has done the same, which includes a major at a very young age. So if he's going to be something stupid like 5 to 10% owned, I'm certainly going to pay up for probability at 10.2K. Uh, taking it into the 9K range, it's, a, it's you know the wider range, X, right down to Reed, Definitely going back to X. I don't want to keep ranting on this range, but the one thing I'll note, so we don't have to go back into it, is just a couple weeks ago at the PGA, X was 10K, everyone on them. Morikawa was 8.6, everyone was also on him. But I was like, why wouldn't you get that 1,400 bucks in your lineup and just use Morikawa? Now the reversal of the pricing being 500 dollars cheaper for Shafle is is a huge swing from 10K versus 8,600 to completely the other way by 500 bucks, right? So uh, I'll still play X at that drop price. I think he's still a great golfer. I think him and Rom being right there is interesting. You could even start some Rom X and skip that entire range at the top. Webb continuously seems in these stronger fields to be you know, underrated. I know that there's other guys that are way better than him above, but he's done a lot in the last year and a half, two years that we've been following, watching along, seeing it. So still don't mind that. Cantlay, man, this guy drives me up the wall. I want to get your take on him because I, I keep getting burned by skipping Jason Day like I just did again, which I'm not on. I, I don't really want to keep chasing him and see if he continues to top 10. Uh, and can't I've been playing at 10 and 9.7, and now he's down to 9.2, but he never does anything. And it's just the fact that he's got... <laughs> right.
1: Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732.
2: Uh, it's yeah, like I why mean, are we still playing this guy i know he's the world's best ball striker you look at stats look at tita green he's not the world's best i shouldn't say that we know jt and and cow are up there but i'm saying Kentley's a great ball striker but the trend is not there it seems to me like it's an extremely long-term play meaning the long-term results are leading to still wanting to play him and i just don't know what he's done lately so i'll let you talk about that uh after my final play which is my favorite play in this range nine thousand straight i'm sticking with the villain so i mentioned him earlier patrick reed Probably going to be popular, good reason. Obviously, he has course history. If you factor in all the you know, last three times alone that he's played this event, he's done pretty solid. Uh, and then, you know, he's kind of like a – I don't know. The only thing that worries me, is he a more expensive Billy Horschel? Because it comes down to, you know, getting hot at the right time, getting in this event. We are going to talk about Billy Ho later. Uh, and then lastly, the reason I really like Reed is because last week, the T9 or whatever it was he ended up finishing was solid, but he actually really was missing one piece of his game, which was around the around the green game. And you mentioned at the top, not as important here – But even if it is, that is his bread and butter normally, right? The around the green game is what saved him at Augusta, at the places where he has his biggest wins. Typically, that's what comes through for him, and then he can make putts. So I think uh, he's by far my favorite in this range at 9K straight. What are your thoughts on Cantlay and the rest of this range?
0: Well, you look at Cantlay's ownership uh, in the last few events. He was 24% owned at the PGA, finished 43rd. He was 28.7% at Memorial finished 32nd now he did finish seventh at the workday and he was almost 30 percent on there as well i i i think this week is the week we can get him cheap or i'm not cheap but like that lower ownership and bent is his best putting surface but the thing is the dude's been putting really well the thing about him is the dude is the ball striking wise you're right i don't think he's lost strokes and approaches uh since last year's northern trust <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there we go. He Add that to the he, fire as the reason yeah, not yeah. to
2: play him. He, he hasn't lost strokes. Well, I had
0: to turn course, but he hasn't lost strokes, and that was so. Like he's lost strokes with his approaches once in like yeah. the last 50, minus point three. 16, yeah, minus .3 at the Northern Trust, and in the last time, he, the time before he missed was minus point minus .1 at the 2019 RBC Heritage. It's been almost two years since he lost more than point three strokes. When and he's finishing
2: third. He's finishing third and twelfth yeah. at those events. With yeah, that, yeah,
0: yeah, and I don't, what I don't understand is like he's so frustrating. I have no idea what to do with them because you you look at that approach game and the thing is his off the tee game is just as strong in that same amount of times as RBC heritage. He's only lost strokes with his approaches through with his off the tee three times. Like this guy should win way more often than he does. And it's not like he's been putting bad. Like, you know, he's game strokes, putting in four of his last five events, uh, what seven of his last 10, Uh, I I don't know what to make of this guy. I'm probably going to play him. Bent is his best putting surface. So uh, I'm probably going to play Canley. I love Jason Day. Uh, I know you don't. No. But the guy, you got to remember, this guy was a former number one player in the world. This guy was one of the best. Uh, And it looks like he's back. Uh, And I make that joke every single week. It's probably old by now. He's quote-unquote Back, uh, and you know you, you know you always have to worry uh, about that aspect. But look, he gained in only four straight top sevens, gaining strokes with approaches in the last five straight. He hasn't gained strokes in approaches in five straight. Um, I'm, I'm keep scrolling. since 2017 since, since, since the two, you know, right before the two, the 2017 FedEx Cup play, three years. He hasn't done this. Now he's got it back. The iron game looks dialed in. You know his ass can putt his ass off, you know? So I'm in. I'm in on Jason Day. He had a week off, hopefully time to recover, and he doesn't bend over to pick his ball up anymore. I'm in on Jason Day. Um, and I like Patrick Reed as well. Uh, again, this time of the year uh, with him. So so I'm a fan. the guy, you know, good little comeback on the weekend this past week. Really good on par fives. Uh, even though he's not the longest here. He's not short. Uh, he's inside the top 50% in this field in driving distance, but he's really good on par fours too, and there's 11 of those this week. Let's move to this 8 carry. I'll go ahead and start, and I'm going with my second Cascade cornerstone. And oh, I'm going to take a deep breath on this one. It's going to be Tony Steenow at, at $8,800. Um, I think his length is going to be very, very big. Uh, I, I am rostering a lot of Bombers. Uh, this week, I think the way the course is laid out. Yes. Especially since it's a drier conditions, there could be a little bit more rolled out, uh, shorter guys who are good from 200 yards plus with good approach games overall. They can do it. There's no doubt in my mind, but I am going to be targeting bombers this week. And Tony of course is a bomber. Uh, you know, and he, you know, he's 14th in driving distance in the last, since the restart around, right around the restart, uh, in this field. But you know, he's holding back. Uh, he, he got that little extra gear, uh, that now he puts out there. I think that could be useful as long as he keeps it under control. Always a birdie machine. Uh, and, and really, you know, so I, I'm in uh, on Mr. Final, who has, I think, uh, I think he's done like uh, three top tens in his last five events or something like that. Yeah, three top eights in his last four events. So, you know, he's trending upwards. Now, I think he can win, though But I think he's top three. That, that's enough upside for me at $8,800. Uh, you know, that's enough upside for me at $8,800. And two of his wins came in, or two of his top tens came in really strong fields, the PGA Championship and the Memorial. Uh, other guys I do like in this range. Um, I'm going to be playing Burger. Uh, again, another guy I just can't get off of. The guy's been playing just too fucking good. Like, Rounds in the
2: uh, 60s, man. Rounds in the 60s. Up?
0: Rounds in the 60s. Yeah, just every week. Every Close. round, week, round after round after round in the 60s, just cranking out, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven five, six, seven, eight. Seven of his last eight events, top 13 and the 13th, was the PJ Championship. A tough field, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I, I like the way he's playing. He, he's, I'm going to ride, try and ride that momentum a little bit. Um, other guys, I don't like the bottom half of this range too much. Uh, so I'll be playing probably – what are you doing with Tiger? I'm going to play him. I think so too. I think I am too. Him, him and Justin Thomas were at with uh, Winkfoot today. Exactly. giving a, a jump away from TPC Boston, getting a little warm-up. in. It's um, all
2: narrative, right? But, but I'll tell you what. Here's the extra you don't play enough. For, you don't play enough to have any stats or anything to do. It's no, got to be narrative always, with Tiger. Here's, here's, you here's you the know? ultimate narrative, and it's the Tiger. We always talk about Tiger and pants off and how excited people get. Tiger was pants on all business today. And normally when he's been playing lately in charity events and things like that, he's been rocking the shorts. He was there. Pants on. You're right. He had pants on. He's serious about this shit, man. He's getting down to business and he may not win this week or anything. He's, you know, 8,700 bucks. So, you know, Well, I'll get to my stuff in a second, but that's definitely part of it. And you just said it and that's why I'm on it. You know, just the the pricing's there that he doesn't have to win it, but he is going to be trying to heat up at this time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I might play a little, uh, I might throw a little Paul Casey in. Paul Casey or Decky. I'm gonna play one of those two. I haven't decided which one. Um, I think I'm leading Decky just because he's so much better of a par five scorer. And the trends just show that you, you need that par five scoring here uh to do well. Uh so I think I might go Decky as well. and I don't know if I'm gonna play very much in this bottom range. Maybe Scheffler, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah, that's what I put put my notes here directly. It's like this it's tough to pick from. I said this this bottom portion of this range like 8400 down I'll go to it in a second one thing I want to note you know the burger thing that you mentioned is, is you know a good play and I what I kept saying you know all for, you know the 60 the rounds in the 60s like all for under 60 that sort of stuff it's just been huge for him that gives you upside at 8900 I think you know he won't be as popular as a guy like Reed there who I, I'm all over like I said Reed's my favorite play in the 9k range but if you needed to make a pivot burgers right there and then the other thing about burgers I kind of like him more in these minus 15 minus 16 events You know, you see the event, you know, that he won the Schwab, you talk about uh, the WGC, these type of events that he's been coming top three in are typically those type of range that he's done well in the past. So I I like him a little bit more for that reason. You talked about Tony, but man, he's, you know, we watch golf a lot. We follow it heavily. He's no Bryson. I'm not saying this, but what I'm saying in DFS, which is what we're talking about here and what I care about making money, using this price, getting upside. I feel like he's the poor man's Bryson. Right. And he, it's like you said, he's going to do a great job of leading the field after three rounds and getting you a top 10 when he fizzles out in the fourth. We've talked about that. (laughs) Make fun of it. But that's at $8,800 every lineup build you make. He can fit. So he's not, you know, you're not starting your lineups with Tony Fina. That's not what I'm saying. But just using it as an example, he does have that extra gear. He's got the all around game. He's done well in in strong fields. He wants to make a run. There's a lot less pressure on certain guys this year. He always probably has pressure, and hence that's where that's coming in, and we didn't even talk about it at the top. One thing, Kenny, do you think the leaderboards are fucking with these guys? Because Rory McIlroy mentioned something interesting last time I heard him in an interview, I think it was after the PGA Champ, talking about how you know, maybe he just doesn't have it anymore. He joked, right? He's obviously got it. It's Rory McIlroy. But he said he finds himself without the fans looking at the leaderboards a lot more. And what sparked that in my head is that he's right, right? The No, no cheers, no roars, no crowds, no nothing to go off of meaning you do have to look at the leaderboards more. And for someone like him who's chasing something or feels like he always has to have it, a guy like Fina who's trying to close, Ricky in a major, all these certain instances right now that we're going through and seeing, it feels like that would mess with you, right? Look at the leaderboard a lot more because now it's going to put a little bit more pressure on you down the stretch. What do you? It's think very that? possible
0: that Rory is affected by the less fans than most. Just because, you know, he's made that comment before about playing with Tiger, And how it takes a couple strokes off of this game because of the fans around there i also think and on the other side of the spectrum for him i think that he feeds off that crowd you know he's a very he's a very popular player probably one of the most popular players on tour and he feeds off that energy you know what i'm saying like and, and he doesn't have that energy it doesn't seem like he has that spark Uh, since the restart happened and I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of fans he doesn't get he doesn't ride that momentum you saw him at the at the Ryder Cup going fucking ham you know what I'm saying he he doesn't show that emotion that much but I think he relies on the crowd a lot and I think
2: I think that could be one of a struggle toll narrative i'm just taking a guess here but i mean it just it, feels it, that way right it We're feels that way back to back from a break and, and i just think about other guys like we talked about burger a minute ago uh you know there's other guys you know adam scott uh, Billy Horschel, Patrick Reed, guys that just don't seem to, not that they're not fan favorites or like their fans. I'm just saying they don't seem to give a shit about having no fans. They're just there to do their job, play golf and win. And I feel like that's what Finau does for three days. And then maybe it's just the Sunday jitters. And also he's got a different track record following him around, right? All these top tens and not closing. It's not even than Ricky in a major. That's why I use that because it is a very similar instance where you'll notice that another thing that stands out, and we'll get to some of the names as we go through here. Let, let me get through the names. I'll bring this up after, but it's a good point, actually, that uh, I heard two, or two weeks ago or something like that. But Hideki, I'm on. We talked about Tiger already. Not big on Casey chasing that. I don't really care. Uh, I do like Adam Scott a lot. I, I think this is a good spot. He's played here a few times, done all right. And, and on top of that, just the ball-striking ability, all-around golfer. We were kind of worried most people were at PGA because it was such a long layoff. He showed up. He's got it still. Uh, He's I think got the broomstick.
0: He's rocking the broomstick.
2: He's rocking everything, man. He's rocking outfits that are from, you know, 1976. (laughs) He's he's got it all. But game-wise, I like him. Price-wise, I like him. You know, Fleetwood may get popular because he did well for people at the PGA Championship. I'm not as in love with him. Hovland got a little bit of mojo back, um, you know, but not as much as some of the others. Like Not like how Sungjae got his back. But I do think Hovland's still going to be in the mix. I I like him. And then Hatton is the guy that I like at the bottom at 8,000. Just another guy, almost like a web. Where it's like him, you know, at eight thousand, just just feels a little bit light. You know, Webb kind of just has to be ninety five hundred because of the name value and the the results above him. But he's done very well for himself. Hatton kind of feels like that for me at eight thousand as well. Any, any thoughts I could, there?
0: I could see Hatton because the thing is, I feel like he does better in birdie barrages, like on the European tour. Like his wins are all over like minus twenty and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So so this could be. This is definitely usually a birdie barrage uh, here. Now we'll see how dry the course is and you know how firm these greens are of course it's monday so you know you check on the golf channel or all social media or whatever to figure that out but you know i i i, I sort of like that because i think no one's gonna be on i'm thinking six seven percent
2: yeah you know I'm, what i'm saying i'm saying a little bit of the opposite though i, I like them less at something that's like, i mean european events or whatever i'm not discounting them completely out of this world but i'm just saying i like them better at an event like i like burger at like minus 15 this event has been like minus fifteen, minus sixteen, like the last four times. And if yeah, gets, yeah, because It's
0: been it's it been a scores more than that than Sofia,
2: but I, I like I like a track that's harder, and I like his all-around game for that. So that's why I'm going with him. Not because I think he's going to just birdie out, but I just think for eight thousand, it just feels a little light. Uh, but that brings up an interesting point in the next range. I'll, I'll let you kick off the seventy-nine hundred dollars range. But there is a guy there uh, at seventy-nine hundred that's finally down to the price that he probably should be. Yeah, Ricky. Yeah, I'm not yeah. playing him. I'm not playing.
0: Okay, okay but uh, I like uh, Billy is my third cash game cornerstone. Uh, this week, um, you know, it's his time of the year. He's probably the one non-bomber I'm going to have in my cash game cornerstones this week. But he's not, like, ridiculous, too short. Sure. He's still in the top half, I would say, right around the top half of this field in driving distance. Really good on longer par fours, uh, pretty good on par fives, pretty good. On, uh, and the thing is, like, since the restart, he's seventh. In Birdie's a better game, not since the restart, but the last 36 holes, 36 rounds he's played. He's seventh in Birdie's a better game. A lot of it has to do with his putting, but overall he's always a good putter. Uh, so, I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, like if you believe he, the regression is going to be less for him, with the putter because he's always been good. Uh so so I like Billy Cutmaker. Uh, I think he has a pretty good track record here. Uh again playoff Billy. So I, I like Horser. and my final cash game cornerstone is going to be Woodland at 7800. Long enough. Uh iron game good. Um really good on par 5s. You know, he's been putting exceptionally well. You uh, know, makes a good amount of birdies. The upside's there for Mister Gary Woodland at seventy eight hundred dollars. So my three, my forecast game cornerstones this week are going to be Bryson DeChambeau at eleven thousand one hundred dollars, um, Finau at eighty eight, Woodland at seventy eight, and Horshol at seventy nine. It leaves only about fourteen four. Uh, left to fill out your lineup. But there's one guy in the 60K range that I really love for cash, and I'm going to be sticking in there. So it, it, it will work, work out for me. Uh, hopefully it works out for you guys uh, this week. Uh, one guy, uh, we're going to talk about Ricky,
2: and then we got to talk about Speed too. So go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, but also, side note, it's one of those special weeks, d Nation, where you're getting the fifth man because Kenny just told you how excited is he, he is about a 6K guy, and he's going to drop it later just by – the way his voice sounds and who, how he talks about them. So I'm excited. We're going to get Kenny's cash line up this week. Basically, but uh, yes. B- Billy Ho, I'm with you. You know, I, I like him and Ricky both. I think the ownership will follow though. Ricky always gets ownership. Hasn't as much lately, but now when you see the price tag drop down, uh, if you're only playing one, I'll play Billy, but I don't mind Ricky. You know, it's a, a spot he's won at before, maybe a little bit. It was back in 2015, but still. And, and like I said, just the price is right. Finally, that I feel like we can follow it. He hasn't been, horrible he just hasn't been great he missed the pga championship which is tough but before that he was 15th at the wgc where it looked like he would found it again and turned it back around so again i'm not sure is it that major upside is it the crowds like a like a rory a guy that has all the fans around him all the time and he hasn't looked you know terrible but he hasn't looked great but now but the problem before though was the price we were still getting $9,200 ricky $7,900 ricky maybe even 75 would be better another guy i want to talk about quick before you talk about speed is wolf Man, this, this guy showed a lot outside of, of the PGA championship, and we knew he had it in him, but I didn't expect it there. And his game has got to you know, improved quite a bit. I'm not sure if it's because he's that type of guy, and, you know, Morakau is getting all the love and Hovlin was before, but man, these guys just go all, all I know is it's Morikawa a gap, but then I can never pick between Wolf and Hovland. Because it's just up and down all around. Maybe he's the guy you play over Ricky because he's got the same swagger. He's young. He's kind of like how Ricky was when he first came on tour. He's rocking tie-dye shirts and shit like that. Nice kicks, all that stuff that goes around. And his game's proven himself. So, again, you talk about being a little bit longer, having a little bit more of that all-around game dialed in. It looks like he's got that going for him right now. Been pretty good since the restart. You know, had a couple Eagles at the PGA Championship with the final round opportunities that just – escaped and, and just missed, but he still made the birdies and, and capitalized and still had a great finish. So I'll certainly go back to him. You mentioned Woodland. He's the easy play for me in here. I'm not backing on speed. I'll save it for you. Uh, I'll go back to answer, Burned Some people didn't really do what he, what they expected from him at the PGA championship. I'll probably even play if I, you know, talking about a pivot here, I'll probably, you know, not, not because of the one bad round with Sibu Kim. I'm just never a Wu Kim guy. And now, you know, like we talked about that consistency, but I certainly like Sungjae Im a lot more and even answer above. That's just two guys since president's cup that, you know, even before them, we were on answer, but you know, and, and him, but I'm just saying that that was the kind of the changing moment for us where we were like, you know, just stick with them, right? No matter what these two are going to win. And at 7,700 now would be the time. So like that. And then to round out the range, uh, Harris English, not quite sure why that price drop. I, I get the fields much, you know, less as far as you know, that he was just in as far as strike the field compared to right now, but Seems like a a very drastic drop for someone that was 9,300 last week and was only, like, I think 20 DK points behind Webb. Like, it wasn't like he was way behind. He was used in some of those better balanced lineups to help you get the the bottom end up. Some of you didn't have the gem in the rough and a Jim Herman or something crazy like that. But I I still like English all-around game uh, and just the overall upside at 7,600. What are you going to say about Spieth? I mean, I don't understand how he's still so highly owned. Wasn't he, like, 20% last week? Yeah, but no, he was like thirteen percent in uh, in the millie at the PGA Championship, and well, I, it's last week. I think he was way more than that. I could be wrong. Uh, let me double check.
0: I can I can look yeah, it up check, right check now. It. You got it
2: right in front I, of you. I was thinking back yeah, to the PGA, but I I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot he even played with him to be honest with you because I wasn't okay, playing yeah. him at nine thousand. Yeah. So they, they removed answer for the withdrawal, which I should have mentioned. I'm not sure. You know what that? I probably just played a little bit too much. Wants to get his break in before everything kicks in here. <laughs> for the playoffs but the speed thing yeah i forgot he was even in the range he was nine thousand, but yeah I, yeah I the only reason he was owned the week before was because of the pga narrative but needing that to get the career grand slam in majors what was he last week like he he was he was well, i think 11 12 percent owned last week i think he was
0: 15 percent on the pga he's always like he's like 10 percent owned at saint jude uh 11 percent owned at the workday like he's always double digit owned why
2: Wow. Certain, certain
0: events certain events no other than that yeah Spieth, this is this, this is an ode to all the people that are going to roster speed this week because they're going to look at his price uh this is a, a little 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 nugget uh that i'm going to pull out i don't sing often but i'm going to go ahead and sing this tune here for you all right paul davis one of the best love songs in the last 50 years or all you uh young heads go google this but they go crazy When they look at Spee's price, they still go crazy. No, their heart just can't hide that old feeling inside. Way deep down inside, oh, baby. You know, when they look at Spee's price, they go crazy. Don't go crazy this week, people. Don't fucking go crazy. My comment to that is, uh, I can't go for that. No can do. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I, I don't understand why he is so popular all the fucking time. He sucks. His game is done. He's oh done. God. He's never fucking been coming back ever. And did you see what he did on the range last week when he tried to hit a drive, it took like 35 seconds for him to hit one drive. He was standing over the ball. His mind is fucked. It's so fucked. <laughs> don't play speed ever. That's my rant on Spieth. But I I, I can't play him, man. I, I, and I'm sure this week he'll like win or some shit. But I, it doesn't matter to me. Like just Look I, at the odds as we
2: speak right now because, yeah, I'm probably going to bet that after that. Yeah, now you're going to bet it, You know, I
0: can't do it. I don't understand why people still do it. He should be like 3% on every week. And then maybe I'd play him. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just kidding. But I, he, he's always double the owned. He's always around there. It doesn't make no sense. He sucks. His game is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Let's move to the seven lower. So, oh, other guys that I say I like Cam. I like Camera Champ in this range a lot. I'm going bombers. Uh and I like Wolf, just like you. Go into this bottom part of the range. I think Tam uh,
2: was I, thought in you, shock. I thought you were I thought you were taking us there. No, I'm, I'm no, still no, in go, shock over go. the song. I, mean, I think Tam was in shock. I'll never
0: sing again. Don't worry. You've never heard that song?
2: It is no, so for more. I was gonna say for all the new heads and folks that aren't, you know, all the millennials, the new agers, well, it's not, just no, it's Michael, like, Michael, Michael Jordan. Stop it, No, you yeah. gotta be old for that <laughs> one, but Michael Jordan. <laughs> stop yeah. it, Doc yeah. is where yeah, yeah. we be at in the new yeah, age. Yeah. But yeah. let's go into this bottom seven k range. This has been a good pod, a lot of good rants. I don't know what our title is gonna be, like can't play, can't lay question mark or like something to do with speeds. We'll come up with it after. But man, um, bottom of this range, there's a few guys. It's it's another interesting one because it does bring some of the people from last week over, like a Doc Redman hv3 some of those russell henley that were a little more popular and then performed i'm still sticking with that you know major style strength of field all around golfer back to my boy louie been playing great people hate to play him i'm gonna keep rolling with him. he just keeps making cuts and, and scoring enough and, and a, again an event 15 16 under i like that leishman only 7400 i mean that over Smith seems like a win uh Kuchar, you know, no fans. We just talked about that narrative and just the fact that, you know, all, all around game, upside, Benny on. Uh, one guy I really like here kind of is Neiman. People were on him last week, but he didn't quite come through. He played absolutely horrible. Still shot seven under on the week, T42. I think people will move off him and I still like him. We always like him on bent. I think it's a, a spot you can go back to him in tournaments that have no problem whatsoever. And then to round up the bottom range, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what people do with like a Ryan Moore. I'll go back to him. Uh, he's there and for Telly, who you liked last week and I like, again, it stayed hot, um, solid all-around game, upside when he gets going. I think it's kind of one of those spots where if he just can make the cut, which top 65 and ties out of 125, he probably can make the cut. That can be huge over the weekend, almost like a Denny McCarthy, but you can get Denny for a little bit cheaper. I just don't want to chase with Denny. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely more amped in this
0: pot. It could be because he got laid this weekend for the first time in like the last four months. You know, there that's probably is. why that, that could be it. You know, I mean, she was maybe a four, but it was slippery and wet. So it was good enough for me if I haven't got laid <laughs> in four months. So that, that could be one of the reasons why that song popped up in my head as well. And I'm a little bit more jacked up for this pod. So so there we go. Uh maybe that's why I've been on a slump. That could be it. I hit the slump. Oh, no, I shouldn't say that. So, Oh, so you're going to be, oh, be off
2: the slump and we're getting I should, the whole I shouldn't say game Mark Grace. Mark oh, Grace
0: got in trouble. Mark Grace got in trouble for that uh, before in the past. I'm not going to say that and get in trouble again. But um, let's go into this bottom 7K range here. Uh, I like Varner. I mean, the guy's been playing good golf. He's long enough. Um, I lost my place. Hold on. Really good longer irons is, is what I like the most about him. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shots. I'd say about – Four to six shots a day. Three of the par threes are over 200 yards. So you're going to have those long, uh, par, you know, 200 plus yard par threes, really good on par fours. Tita Green has been exceptional since the restart. So I like uh, HV3 down in this range. Um, other guys I do like, uh, Henley approach games has been really good. His putter actually showed a little bit of life last week. I mean, this guy's putter, he used to be one of the best putters in the game like eight, nine years ago. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, but, I mean, that shit's been way off. Those are just a couple of guys I like. I'll probably play a little Fratelli uh, down here as well. All right, 6K range. Who you got?
2: Well, one quick note I mentioned earlier, so I don't want to leave the point hanging, but I said it was actually Feinberg, uh, Almond Mayo, who talked about this. And it, it really did. It's popped up quite a bit, to be honest. And so I think it's interesting here because we're going to talk about a guy in the 6K range. Shout out Brad Messersmith. You know where I'm going. Spoiler alert. But yep. um, what Jeff talked about, I thought it was a really great point. You know, shout out to him. It's always – good listening to those guys and hearing their perspective on it and stuff. You know, he talked about this, the fan, back to the fans thing, actually, where the local aspect not being as big of a deal, right? You don't got to get the tickets for guys. You don't got to get all your fans, family, everyone around you pressure. And you look last week at like Harold Varner, Doc Redman, two guys from the, you know, sort of that region that, that came through. You look at um, the PGA championship, the guys, you know, up there, what was like cam champ and, uh, and Morikawa guys are just playing through it. Not worried about it. It's just not even on their mind. And are they're just, they're just doing their thing. And I think down here in the 6K range, you know, Keegan Bradley gets made fun of a lot. But the course, everything all sets up for him. Now you get a chance for him to come out here at 6,600. I I certainly am going to play some of Keegan Bradley amongst others down here. I think at the top, uh, do you want to talk about that first? What, What are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I'm playing Keegan, like I said, the guy, the ball striker extraordinaire. And I do agree with that. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about all the obligations. That's another great thing about Bryson this week. You know, he's actually the former champ at this course, and Reed has all those obligations this week as the defending champion of the Northern Trust Open. So, uh, yeah, I can I totally see that.
2: Yeah, I do, I do like that. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, at the top here, a couple other guys uh, Connors go back to him because of the fact that you said it's not as much of a, hopefully not as much of around the green game that we're needing here. So I'll I'll certainly give him a try, but I I like a lot of guys up here. You know, I'll I'll go back to Glover like more. I'll use some Zach Johnson really looked good last week, man. He was feeling good. Another thing that was noted last week on the broadcast and the interviews afterwards was Varner mentioned it. And then Zach Johnson talked about some stuff, but, um, just around less worry this year with the job security, right? Obviously you just want to make sure you get in the playoffs. That's one thing, but like a guy like Varner who was already in, and the job security that's beyond this. For them, it's like, look how good he played last week, even on Sunday. Like, it was a fine round on Sunday. It just didn't, you know, round out what he start, the way he started. But just using guys like that, a lot of those situations are the same way down in this range. So you can play a lot of different guys. You know, if you want to go back to Denny, you can do it. Uh, Lanto withdrew, not, you know, fully sure what that's about. We'll see what happens as the week goes on. Maybe just, again, getting a break, getting some time. Hubbard, Hubba Hubbard, man. Last week, had him on Roto-Grinders in my article, uh, in the expert survey, as a top 10 ended up coming just outside with some of those ties that pushed him out, but he had a great week. Go back to him again. He's almost like a mini uh, burger in the sense of putting up these rounds in the sixties, but only does it at 6,600. So uh, a little bit tougher track for him this week, obviously, but I think, you know, you could still get away with it in MME because if he, again, a guy like the one I'll save for the bottom, if he gets through this cut, he can put that upside on the board. And then there's just a, you know, a litany of names. There's so many guys in here. You can use Scott Stallings, another Boston guy, that can pop. I think he's a guy that you could go to down there, but my favorite. And the last one I'll talk about, Kenny Cam Davis, chalk or not. uh, We had him one time. I forget what it was at 6,500, that he came in with like eight to 10%. I feel like it's going to be that again here, but I don't care because that does not matter. He's still under 10%. There's a lot of plays down here, but he's one that I do like. And maybe, like I said, if you're scared, reserve him for MME and don't use him in your single entry. But I think at 6,300, he's one of the better guys when it comes to, making cuts or just missing on the number, which again, that'll happen. Not what I'm looking for, nor are you, of course, but if it happens, it happens, but at least he was there and had a chance to get through. But when he gets through, if you think last week, I think he started double bogey, double bogey, and then bounced back with like an Eagle three birdies came out the next day hot with another birdie or two ends up making the cut in round two, you know, having a good round two and then just destroys over the weekend as far as points. So almost like DJ at 9,000 at the PGA championship, not comparing golfers at all, talking about price versus value for DFS. Cam Davis comes through for me in that at 6,300. And I don't care if he's eight to 10% owned. That's fine. I'll still play him.
0: My favorite play in this range is Brendan Steele
2: at, uh, at
0: third at $6,800. You know, re- again, one of the best in the field since the restart in 200 plus really good on long par fours. There's four of them um, long enough, you know, top third in this field, uh, in driving distance, uh, good on par fours. You know, Iron Game has been really, really good. And if you look at his results, he's had like four or five top 15 since the beginning of the year. That's like 12, 13 events. You know, he has a bunch of missed cuts. Uh, but I mean, I think he's shown the consistency in the last month, uh, gaining three strokes on approaches, five strokes on approaches, two strokes on approaches three and a half at the pga he's got 22nd at the pga 13th at the memorial strong field the travelers was a strong field he was in sixth honda strong field he was in fourth um i I like this guy a lot this week Uh, he's my favorite play in this 60k range by a lot there'll probably be a bet on him uh this week we'll see how that goes i like sam burns up top i think his length can be useful I think it's birdie prowess can be useful and I think it's par five scoring can be useful this week. Patrick Rogers, another guy down here that I do like longer off the tee, good putter. Uh, I don't think, I don't know how highly he'll be on, but really good on par fours. Uh, You know, there's 11 of them this week. So I like Patrick Rogers, Taylor Gooch, uh, another guy who sort of fell back a little bit uh, on the weekend, but had a Really good the first three rounds uh, this past week. Iron game strong. Long uh, long iron strong. Uh, like 11th in proximity for 200-plus in the last 36 rounds. Really good on longer par fours. I like Taylor Gooch a lot. And if you go down, just a little, you name some of the guys I like too. But I'll play a little Wyndham Clark at, at the minimum. Uh, long, good putter. Maybe you can get hot. You know, at 6K, I-, I can do that. I can play a little bit of him. Uh, you guys have been playing great. Uh, but he does pop every now and then. He could. This could happen on this type of course where I think length is going to be a key. All
2: right, bets, bets. Who you got? I'll go into mine in a second. But man, not only did we get Kenny's cash lineup this week, we got his favorite top twenty bet of the week in Brendan Steele as well. So we are really rolling in it this week on the free pod. Yeah, yeah, so yeah,
0: I, we'll see about the, the Brendan Steele one. We'll see about the. Top I'm, I'm only kidding. There's, it's just, just funny because somebody you need- else.
2: You never give away the full goods. You never give away the full goods. So I'm happy you did that this week. It's a lot of fun. We're getting into the playoffs. The mood is strong, feeling good. It's going to be a good week for DJ nation. Bets for me, Kenny. I got a few here, DJ 20 to one. Anytime I see 20 to one, pretty much that number looks good. I know there's other numbers around it, but for me, that was too solid. Reed 30 to one, Adam Scott, 45 to one. I'm really off the each way train this week. I got the doc Redman each way last week, but that was all I got. Uh, Woods. 45 to one, going to give it a swirl just, just in case he's back. Uh, and then Fowler 60 to one with the each way burn that money on fire, but it's worth a try. I haven't picked a long shot yet, but it might be Keegan, right? I might stick with my narrative there. I think he's like 200 or 220 to one or something. So uh, I'm going to think about that one still. I haven't got to it yet. Yeah. Um,
0: I haven't on my top bet is either JT or Bryson. I think JT's 14 to one Bryson's 12 to one. I like them both so much this week that I'm probably going to lean towards JT just to get those extra two points. Uh, it's probably what I'm going to do. It's just going to have Bryson in like sixty five percent of my bankroll uh, this week coming up if you count cash and GDPs. Uh So I, 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 you know, that's enough. So I'm probably I'm probably going to go Justin Thomas at twelve at fourteen to one. She goes those two extra points because I love both of them this week. Um, I like um, Jason Day twenty two to one. Billy Horschel fifty to one. Cameron Champ eighty to one,
2: Brendan Steele two hundred to one, one and done. Who you got? I don't. I don't feel as bad now because you know Billy Ho couldn't close Jimmy Herman, so my bets yeah, don't feel as bad.
0: Hey, you know I'm going. With it. I'm I, going. I don't
2: get. I, like it's, I gotta it's go the through playoffs, baby. It's playoffs. I gotta go through it my comes list hard. Man. But uh, I would just say this for for one and done. You know, Siwu Kim was solid last week. For those who used him, Fowler would sort of be my field play. For that this week, but you got to use a big name. I think if you got a big name, burn it. This is the time they, they want to get hot. They want to peep, and even if they don't win, it's going to be a top finish. I'm going with Jason Day. I already used hit. all the big dogs, yeah. so I, I don't know like if I have, them, I have but that'd be a good hedge. Yeah, there's
0: the one guy I have left. I'm going with Jason Day. All right, man. All right, all right. You can find me on Twitter at Kendo VT. Also find my article every week at Gup's Corner dot uh, com. My article's already out. I got a whole bunch of trends on there. I got stats to look for. I got all these previous things that happened uh, at this tournament in the past. I got the course preview on there. Wednesday, my my, I'll have my cash game cornerstones, my favorite cash plays, my bets, and my favorite bet of the week.
2: Go to Gupps Corner. Check that shit out, Tambo. Same thing. You follow me on Twitter at toteg and Tambo. Hit me up there if any any questions. And then talk about at the top of the show, rotogrinders.com, where all my work is at. Going to have uh, you know a couple more shows this week that I'm doing, Tuesday night show with Cards and Noto. Wednesday will be a MME lineup HQ show to use the tools, show you how to use that. Saturday, I've got the round four show preview ready to go, so you can get ready for Sunday round four with all the big money that we've had on the line. And then other than that, man, just check out rotogrinders.com. Like we said, presented by them, rotogrinders.com slash dgen. Go over there, get 10 bucks off your first month, or get $50 off for your first year once we have the prizes set. For the Listener League finale, we will let you guys know about all that for the U.S. Open. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is,
0: I was hype as shit for this pod. I maybe had three hours of sleep last night, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because it was slippery and wet. It's going to be a big fucking week. Let's win some motherfucking money. D-Gen Nation.
2: (sighs) (sighs)